Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Constantini, Constantini. I can't even say the name right. Used to be the owner of Evolution Spa. I don't know what's up with that. He escaped to Belarus from Canada. Welcome aboard. All right. My producer is away again today. It's because I don't have a producer. There's uh, the profile picture from the... Facebook group, or the Facebook profile of Dennis's. Uh, Dennis, if you could unmute yourself, we're going to go live. And, yeah, done. Oh, there you are, my brother. What's going on? How you feeling? I'm feeling all right, man. I'm feeling all right. Good. How What's, are you doing? I'm okay. It's, it's strange days, man. I'm not sure how to play them, what to think, what to feel most times. I'm frustrated yeah. a lot by the people that just blindly buy into whatever the government tells them or whatever. I mean, I, I guess if your doctor, if, you, if I go see my doctor and I say, yeah, what is, what do you think about the vaccine? And he'll look at my chart objectively and go, yes or no. At least then I've got an educated professional's opinion, but yeah. I don't understand the rest of it, man. The masks outside, the masks inside the car, the masks on the children. I don't know. Yeah. I, it, it breaks my heart because I want to believe that people are smarter than this, but I see really no evidence of it, unfortunately. How about yeah. you? <laughs> well, the way we kind of see things right now is, uh, you know, we've been seeing that things are, are being lifted in the middle of Canada and on the eastern coast of Canada. But we think it's just so that you know, they can blame those two areas when the Delta virus, uh, the Delta variant mm. boosts, yeah. and then that'll give them the excuse now to lock things down even more. Mm -hmm. And then they'll blame the people that aren't vaccinated because it's all their fault. They're spreading everything. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Ontario seemed like chance because, oh no, you know, we're going to take it easy. So I think, uh, as my wife puts it, uh, good cop, bad cop thing is going on right now. And then they're going to use that to really put pressure on the unvaccinated people 
to get vaccinated because all the vaccinated people are going to get pissed off with the unvaccinated people, which to me makes no sense because if you're vaccinated, you should be okay, right? Well, and that's my frustration. I mean, the CDC reversed their position on masking and their reason with this new CDC director who's unqualified for that position as far as I can tell, the reason that they gave everyone was that vaccinated people were infecting other vaccinated people so that's why we need to mask i just right my head explodes by the amount of false information we're made to sift through and fact check and research ourselves i mean i do that anyway um i was never a fan of covering our faces i don't think it's it's helping any even the social distancing, I think this is a contact sport. I think you get infected by touching other things that infected people have touched or spit on or coughed on or cried on or any bodily fluid that you touch that they've contaminated. And that it's really difficult to, to, I've always known, like, I mean, the common cold is difficult to pick up even if you're in an enclosed space, like an elevator. You could be in in an elevator with somebody that's got the common cold that's coughing and sneezing. As long as they're not coughing and sneezing in one of your openings or you're not touching them or something they've touched, you're almost 100% guaranteed not to get the cold. Now, I think the cold's a little bit more contagious than uh, the flu. I could be wrong, but... You know, this is how I've kind of grown up on it. And then for them to tell us, oh, no, this is airborne. I, I don't know that anyone's ever documented a case of an airborne transmission. It's a contact sport. Just keep your hands clean. Like, I mean. Don't pick your nose. I, don't yeah, rub your eyes. Exactly. I open doors like this. Like I grab the bottom right. of my shirt. And, I, and I've been doing that for 30 years. Now, right. I, I'm still doing it now because flu season seems to be all year. But I, I would get away with it in the summer where it wasn't. But when flu season hit, I'd either use my long sleeves and use my jacket. Or now in the summer, I use the bottom of my shirt tail. And, right. you know, my hands used to be red. The knuckles on the outside of my hand used to be bright red in the winter because I'm washing them so often. Weirdly, right. I haven't done that in a year and a half. <laughs> I haven't right. been obsessively washing my hands. So... You know, I, they called me Germ Fannin in school, Dave Beaver and a couple of the guys. You know, so I, I just don't like getting sick, and I don't like making other people sick, so I don't go out when I'm sick. That's why I get offended every right. time. Are you showing any symptoms? Uh, no. If I was, I wouldn't be here. I'm more right. considerate than that. So yeah. I don't like getting sick, so I protect myself, and then as a result, I'm protecting other people too. So I've always been very careful of it, and this is what I think if we just had a wa- washed our hands— I don't think anything would have changed through the social distancing or the masking because I'm I, I don't believe that is having an impact at all. So it, it just seems like they just keep loading up one after another, and then they've changed their t- their tune so many times. The mask, double mask. Oh no, only N95 masks work because they're more of a respirator. They're filtering what's coming in and out, and these cloth masks right. don't have the. The, the the spaces are too big in between. I wore a mask for the first time this week because I had a whole bunch of empties to take back. And I knew at Lakeport Beer Store, they refused me last time I went there and they made me put a shield on, which was translucent, which became more like a joke because I couldn't even see through it. And it was yeah. designed that way. It's not clear. 
And yeah. so I, I, I have a, a neck gaiter that's poly, um, poly, what do they call it? Yeah. Polyfiber or whatever. So it's super yeah, yeah. thin and you can breathe right through it. And it does, it does keep a little bit of moisture on my face, but the mask itself is not holding anything. So, and I'm not wearing it for right. very long. In fact, once I went yeah. to the part of the store where no one could see me, I pulled it down again. <laughs> you know, I went outside to get three bucks because a little short. So I came back inside and left it down and the, and, and I had a new guy that wasn't as anal as the the guy that took my empties and he took my three dollars yeah. and five cents and he didn't have anything to say about it so there's just so much misinformation yeah the masks work no they don't just the n95s yeah. and so I, i'm frustrated by it all but I, you know i'm not the only one right yeah no i just uh, my my concern is more what's happening to the kids mm -hmm. with this whole mask thing and how it's messing them up mentally Mm -hmm. I don't see any good coming of it, especially, you know, I still struggle with it because it's like over 99% recovery rate. You know what I mean? Like what, what is all this for? Yeah. The, the, like, the okay, unnecessary yeah, it spreads. panic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. People get sick. Okay. Mm -hmm. Some people will die. That happens in flu season. That happens with pneumonia. That happens with bronchitis. That happens with all kinds of infections that people get. Mm-hmm. But on average, you have over 99% chance of recovering from this mm -hmm. virus. And the kids, I mean, there's, so, what did they say, 300 deaths under 18 years old in North America? Come on, at a, you know, 350 million? I mean, I don't know why we're taking such drastic precautions with the kids when we know that the average age of death on this thing is actually higher than the Canadian uh, life expectancy. So let, yeah. let's just protect the vulnerable and the rest of us can go back to work. And and the thing that, that bothers me the most is they're making these children paranoid. Like they're telling them, if you don't do this, you're going to kill your grandparents. Mm. You know what I mean? They're making these children feel like they're dirty or dangerous. It's mm. it's psychological. That's yeah. These kids are going to grow up warped, man. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't think any of this is good at all. We, uh, but, I have know, a friend of mine. Like I said, many times I'm just a hairdresser. What the hell do I know? Yeah. And Shandor called it a psychological war the other day. And my Christian friends call it a spiritual battle because, well, because my Christian things, my Christian friends think it goes deeper than just what they're doing on the outside, what the, the psyop yeah. seems to be because, and I don't come from the whole, oh, if you just read this, this, this passage of the Bible, you won't get it. I've heard that before. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, but personal responsibility has gone out the window. Now I'm responsible to make sure you don't get sick. That's never been a thing before. <laughs> you know? No, no. And, and how does that make sense? I mean, we're responsible for ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm responsible for me. Yeah. If I rub my eyes or pick my nose, chances are I'm going to be rubbing something in there that might get me sick. Mm -hmm. You know? My responsibility is if I'm sick, stay home. Right. Don't go out. And right. I think almost 100% of humans are considerate enough to, if they're not feeling well, to isolate themselves. Not well, Number one, you don't feel like going anywhere. You're not going to the grocery store when you're, you know, spitting out with both ends. And, right. and this idea that, oh, no, well, I th I'm sick, but I'm still going to go out and socialize with people. Well, no one's that stupid, I, I don't think. I mean... But it's, you know, the issue is the asymptomatic people mm -hmm. when you're sick, but you're not sick, but you're sick. 
Yeah, and that's the so thing. So you're walking around not sick, but really you're sick, mm -hmm. and you're making other people and sick. I don't think we have a conclusive study on whether or not those asymptomatic people are actually spreading it around because the kids could be asymptomatic as well. We never know if they get infected or not, and then they don't seem to be passing it off. So, I mean, all the so-called so experts are changing their tune so rapidly, and I get it. This is something new. It's evolving situation, and we have data and studies that, uh, that are coming in all the time, so we're learning more all the time. But, I mean, we shut down for a 4% mortality rate. You know, you're, you're saying the actual rate is less than half a percent, and then if I'm not even sure that that takes into consideration all the people that are asymptomatic. If we put them in, they're five right. to ten times more <laughs> than the infected people. And here's the narrative that's being sold: take the shot, take the shot, take the shot. Well, you have 165 million people with two doses, just under 50 percent in the states. Yeah, just under 50 percent fully vaccinated. Then you're approaching. Yeah. Well, probably close to 40 million, but it's 35 million infected and recovered. <laughs> so now you're 200 million. Yeah. Uh, you know, the population's only 150. How many people, or, or sorry, 350 or 335. How many people are left over that are A, immune because they had it, yeah. uh, a little less compromised because they got a vaccine. I'm not sure yeah. totally if that's helping them or not. Or are naturally immune and have the antibodies and never will show symptoms. So we're, right. uh, haven't we already reached the threshold of uh, herd immunity, if that's a thing? I mean, we talked about it not quite a lot. So. Not if you're talking to Hergy. No. Fergy. No. Yeah. Or Fauci. It's, uh, the, 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 the thing that kills me is I keep reading articles here in Belarus about people that are fully vaccinated in the States and in Canada that are getting full on COVID. Mm -hmm. So what's the point of getting this vaccine if you're still gonna get it and you can still spread it? Mm -hmm. Why not just take your chance? Get vaccinated, get it, you still run the risk of spreading it. Mm -hmm. You got an over ninety-nine percent chance that you're gonna recover naturally and build your own antibodies. Why this insistence of you need to get double dosed? But you still got to wear a mask. You can still spread it to other people and you can still get sick. Mm -hmm. I just, it doesn't, it's not logical to me. I don't know. So many things that are taking place to me are not logical. And I just, I can't wrap my head around it. it no, you and me both. Anyways, we can slip off that a little bit. Um, I, I'd just like to get caught up on what's happened in your life since you've moved. How long you've been gone now? Uh, went to our third month now. Oh, that's it. Okay, it seems like so much longer yeah. than that. Yeah. All right, and um, we 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 arrived the day before the Ryanair flight was grounded in Belarus, and they pulled that guy out of the plane. Okay. So now, that was yeah, almost three months ago. I um, I don't get this often, but after the last show, I had a f a few questions of. Like, why Belarus? Like, how did you end up choosing that as a place to be? You're obviously of a different heritage, right? Italian, I, I'm guessing by the name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how well, did you end up moving to Belarus, and why was it even on your consideration list to start with? We we were looking at lots of 
different options. My wife was uh, the research monster. She was checking everything out. And, you know, originally it was like, let's go to Florida. You know, let's just pack up. Let's go south. We were looking at how can we get into Florida and stay there and and start over again. (laughs) And, you know, it was it was a good option, but there's that whole thing going on between uh, DeSantis and and Biden. And, you know, we just didn't know how stable that was going to be and what was going to happen from there. So then my wife started looking into the islands and was looking into Poland. And it just seemed like everywhere that we were looking into, um, the whole masking started happening. And we just saw that they were going to start following what was happening in Canada already. And um, I remember coming downstairs one day and my wife's like, we're moving to Belarus. I'm like, where? (laughs) What the? Belarus? She's like, yeah. And, um, and, you know, it was, it was funny because, uh, you know, the president of the country is like, uh, you know, if you feel like you've got COVID, you know, have a shot of vodka and go in the sauna. <laughs> Come on. You know? Wow. And, uh, and, and he also said that um, I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. And uh, when, when we heard those things, it was like, okay, this is where we got to go, really? you know, and, uh, so we did a little more research and we started looking into it and uh beautiful country. I mean, it is an absolutely stunning country. Really? It's and beautiful. I just can't speak to it because I've never even been to Europe, but Brian Grant, another friend of mine's over in Russia and he's talking about permanently moving there. I'm like, Russia? Yeah. He goes, yeah, everyone talks shit about Putin. The guy is the man. I've never thought of any Russian leader as anything other than a dictator. Yeah. And that's that's what they're saying about the you know the president here and and um, you know often we we get into conversations because we met we've met some people here that are I, I can't get over how kind uh, the Belarusians are and uh, it's just amazing you know we've met some awesome people that have been very helpful to us and um, the the common question here is you're from Canada what are you doing here and we say well we've moved here and they're like why. So then you get into the conversation of what's happening in Canada and churches being burned down and all these things that are happening and how, you know, they're teaching kids in school that there's no male or female and just all this craziness with having to wear masks and the vaccine mandates and the vaccine passports, you know, all the stuff that's happening, basically. Yeah. And they look at us like they're just in total shock. Now, what know? do you think that comes from? What, what are they thinking that you've got in Canada that they don't have? Well, that's the thing. Everybody thinks that Canada is this spectacular, amazing country. And, you know, at one time it was, it was, you know, peacekeeping military. And uh, it it was just, it was at one time, it was a fantastic country, but things have changed so much uh, that uh, Canada is now living on, on, uh, how does my wife say it? Uh, It's living on a legacy, you know, the Canada of old is what people know. And uh, that's what they dream about. They want to go to Canada. And when we explain to them, well, if you go to Canada, you're going to have less freedom there than you would here. They don't understand. And like, well, you're going to go there and you can't go out to a restaurant and you have to wear a mask on your face and you may have to stay in your house because there's a lockdown. And so you can't go to work depending on your business. And, uh, you know, 
they don't want you getting together with other people. So, you know, we're sitting in our apartment with some other friends. You can't do that in Canada unless they're part of your bubble. Right. And they just, they just think we're nuts. Um, but you know, there is a, a, a feeling here of we're very, um, cautious when we're talking to people okay. um, about how much we love Belarus because we didn't grow up here. Okay. You know, we came here because we liked what we saw that was going on in this country. For those people that live here, their views are a little bit different, you know? Um, so for us to come in and just say, oh, you know, we love Belarus so much, we love Belarus so much, we're kind of uh, not being respectful of, of other people's thoughts and, and what they've grown up with because, you know, you you're living in an environment where maybe this is the country you were raised in. Right. You've never been anywhere else. You watch TV, you see the United States and you see Canada and you think, Oh, freedom and this wonderful, you know, you can do whatever you want, but what they don't realize is it's just a pretty picture. And right. you know, Canada is so highly taxed and the healthcare system, they make it sound like it's absolutely wonderful. I'll tell you, I would, I would prefer the Belarusian healthcare system. We've had some, some issues here and you know, my daughter fell and split her chin open. She needed stitches. She was taken immediately. If we were in St. Catharines, we would have went to emerge. We probably would have sat there for a good four or five hours before somebody saw her. Right. Um, we get so conditioned in Canada because we're raised in Canada and we're told how great of a country it is that we live in. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that it's horrible. I'm just saying that, you know, we, we get this picture painted for us of all these other countries and how they are so much worse than the country that we were raised in. Um, the thing that I'm coming to understand is that each country has its, its pluses and minuses and they all have their attributes and um, the media has a, a, an interesting way of, of painting things to make you see it the way they want you to see it, not necessarily the way that it actually is. So tell me a little bit about the people and the culture there for people that don't know, including myself, because when I think of Belarus, I think of a, you know, a former Soviet, uh, Soviet Union uh, territory, correct? I could be wrong yeah. on that. I know yeah. it's close to yeah. Poland and Lithuania, maybe even uh, were had many things in common at some times, <clears throat> some points in period so, uh, uh, in history. But um, talk to us a little bit about the people. What do you, uh, how do you compare the culture to those of us in North America? that maybe aren't familiar with Belarusians? Uh, I, I would say they're much, uh, much more honest and straightforward, Okay. Uh, which is nice. You know, they're not nicey-nicey to your face, and then when you turn around and walk away, they're not talking smack. You know what I mean? Um, hmm. If they have an issue with you, they just won't deal with you. Um, but if they like you, then they like you. You know what I mean? You know where you stand with these people. Uh, they're not, uh, we haven't come across any chameleons, let's say, uh, where they're, you know, where they're one way with one person and a completely different way with another person, which in, you know, North America, where we're so politically correct and we don't want to offend anybody. And so we're nice, 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 nice to their face. And, oh, I don't want to say anything to upset you. But then as soon as you leave the room, then the truth comes out and they, you know, 
talk shit behind your back. Um, here, if the person doesn't like what you're doing, they'll tell you straight up. It's just the way that it is. Right. Um, which is absolutely awesome. It's just awesome. Well, and how, how so I find, I find they're incredibly uh, caring and uh, just genuine. You know, we've uh, we've had people stop us because they heard us speaking English and ask us if they can help us. Is there anything I can help you with? I speak English. I know a lot of people don't speak English around here. Do you need help or assistance? Do you have any questions? It, it's it's insane. It's insane. So I, I, I'm shocked. So yeah. tell me culturally, though, you being an Italian guy, growing up in an Italian home with Italian family, yep. you know, you you have a certain culture. It's not far down yep. the street, really, in Europe. It's uh, not that far away, but drastically yep. different, I bet you, as the cultures go. Talk to me a little bit about the culture of the people and maybe the religion or what have you. Uh, majority is uh, Christian Orthodox, uh, as religion goes. Uh, there are Catholics here as well. Um, the um, the culture is, I would say it's a European-type culture, family-driven. Do you find they're um, more devout religiously than North Americans? I would say uh, the people that we've met, yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I can't speak for the country on the, on the whole. I've, I've only mm -hmm. been here three months, right? I'm still yeah. trying to figure myself out in this country and... Mm -hmm. and uh, We've been doing all of our paperwork and government stuff, you know, trying to get our uh, residency. And so there's been a lot of work that we've been doing. It's been nonstop since we've landed. So you'll give up um, your Canadian residency then? We're, we still have our Canadian passports. Right. Um, but once you become a Belarusian, don't you give up that? Well, we won't have a Belarusian. We, we won't be a Belarusian citizen. Oh, you'd be a landed immigrant of some sort. Landed there, yeah, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, we have residency. So, um, what the future holds for us, we don't know. I mean, we're here now, yeah. but you know, if things start changing here and it starts getting all COVID crazy in this country, mm -hmm. I'm not going to stay. You know what I mean? I'll just move my family to another place where the, I don't want to be living where they're going to start locking me down and, and mm -hmm. trying to force me to do something that I don't believe in well you certainly have a friend yeah. in ron DeSantis in florida they are like anti like anti-vaccine passport anti-masking and there's a bunch of states opening up and then big breaking news i haven't been talking about it because it's everywhere everyone's sending me this video of this guy in and uh calgary that yeah. you know asked for proof and you know the crown couldn't pr provide the proof and it looks like this a lot of this stuff is going to get thrown out i mean i'm under the same yeah under, i i saw that i saw that video and there was uh there was a follow-up uh done by uh rebel news and uh apparently the guy misunderstood the information that was presented to him okay uh so i don't know <laughs> shocking about about that yeah. you know which is exactly uh, i got I really excited when i saw the video i'm not mm. gonna lie i'm like wow finally uh, you know but, what um, strangely i didn't <clears throat> give a shit normally when you have something breaking that's i have this this uh i don't know disinterest in so much of it because all right, anybody that sends me a video, you get lots of videos probably because you you know, you're a you unwilling spokesperson kind of thing for uh, yeah. much of what we're going on with in Canada here. You're 
your uh, connection to Alicia Herder with the salons and the march and the protest. And, you know, I told you before, I'm not a protester. I was uncomfortable yeah. as hell being there. I didn't march. My back was killing me. I drove to your place. And then my back was so sore, I couldn't bring myself to even be sociable with you, you know? And then I, I you know, in yeah. my head, I'm like, oh, that was the guy holding my mic when I failed because I didn't expect eight, 900 people to be there and for them not to hear me, not be able to hear me. Yeah. They're all like, louder. I'm like, okay, here. Yeah. I'm introducing Colin, <laughs> Colin, um, uh, what is it, McDonald? <laughs> here you go and he's such yeah. a raw raw guy i'm not that guy i can MC well yeah. i can do weddings and i can introduce and you know i can add some personality to it but i'm not that yeah everyone you know yeah. like i'm not that guy so yeah. you know i know you got to kind of got tarred with the same brush it was horrible yeah. for your business it was horrible for your family i, I, I would imagine but i mean you know, you know what um uh, I think business-wise, um, there were people that were very much in support. You know, like, I mean, what? There was at least 2,000 people at that march. Yeah. And we were the only salon that really takes care of women there. Made history in St. Catharines, too. There's never been a gathering like that for a protest ever. That I know. No, are you kidding yeah. me? I was I was actually shocked as well. I wasn't expecting that. You know? I was I expecting really 30, 40 people tops. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Alicia really got the word out and her you know, the people that she was associated with, they were really pushing it. And, uh, you know, so it it got a lot of traction. And um, so that was I was really overwhelmed by that. That was awesome. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it, I just we had to leave. Like I knew I was going to end up in prison. It, it, we just had to go. It was the media calling us racists, um, calling us homophobic, transphobic, white supremacists. Oh, well. I'm a freaking hairdresser. How could I be homophobic? I'm a welcome hairdresser. To, welcome to my you know world. I mean? <laughs> it's it's crazy. So, yeah. um, but it's laughable too, a right? Great, a great job of slandering us to the point where. I knew that I'm going to have to keep fighting. And if mm -hmm. I keep fighting, the cops came to my house. You know what I mean? They came to my house to issue me tickets. It wasn't at my business anymore. And now it was at, at my per personal residence. So I was like, okay, next step is uh, the handcuffs. In and front of the family. Luckily, I didn't go. I didn't go to the following protest the next weekend in Niagara Falls because my genius wife is like, no, you're not going. Yeah. And because uh, if I would have, I would have been arrested, just mm -hmm. like Alicia was. And uh, who else? Uh, there were a few people there that got the cuffs put on. Shandor and uh, Cohen. Yeah. Right. Uh, Shandor is, so, I think, the only guy that actually physically spent the night in jail. And it was not pretty. He was not comfortable. And he was out of his mind with uh, stress. And uh, they, yeah. didn't, they took his glasses from him. They forced him to wear a mask for the bail hearing. I'm just just. Wow. And I, I mean, I went to the second one, uh, if that was the one where we gathered at the Cenotaph and then, you know, Michelle Brown is there with her camera taking pictures and you, you should see the disclosure on some of these. I don't have it yet. I was never actually officially served with that summons. I have two, right. uh, three part <clears throat> summonses. I guess they were trying to serve me and I just... I just told him, no, he's not here. Shut the door. Thanks for coming. I was playing, yeah. playing their game. I was, wasn't making it easy for them. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, 
I, I see my lawyer uh, Monday morning, so I don't know what's going on, but I showed up at something the other day in their Zoom meeting, and yeah. I forwarded all the paperwork to him, and he says, dude, this is not those $880 tickets. So now I think they'd never served me. Uh, I'll, know t- I'll know Monday better, but it appears yeah. like they never served me. They sent me a notice t- uh, to appear in the mail, it's the same charges. <laughs> Unless you're looking at the numbers, you just look at it and you go, right. okay, that's my $880 ticket I got. Yeah. My lawyer, I didn't forward the stuff to my lawyer, so he didn't have enough time to be on it and appear for me. So I appeared, and I think I appeared for the undelivered summonses charge. <laughs> so, because his assistant's like, I've really got to tell you, I don't think this is the same charge. I go, it's, it's got to be. That's the only two charges I have. They haven't served me the summons on the other one. She goes, I can tell you, it's not. So somehow I think they tricked me into showing up and just asking wow. for my disclosure. So I haven't got it yet, but some guys are saying it's 150 pages long of all kinds of my social media uh, screenshots and videos and just oh, like... God. I mean, there's just, they went after some surprising people. Like my buddy from church, his wife's not political at all. And they showed up and gave her one or two. They gave her two $880 tickets. I go, well, blah, blah, blah. He goes, I don't know. I didn't talk to the guy. Yeah. You know, so crazy times, man. Yeah. So that was the point of time when you knew you had to get out was right when the cops came, delivered you a summons, and you're like, well, what's next? They're going to arrest me for, in front of my family, and I won't have that? Yeah. Or I mean, I'm going to go to jail we were, for beating someone up? Yeah, pretty much, yeah, because it was getting to that point. Like, mm-hmm. when we were nearing the end, you know, like when we were getting ready to get on the plane, you know, I'm in Farm Boy, and some guy's trying to tell me to put my mask on. He didn't work for Farm Boy. He was just shopping. I'm like, who the hell are you? You don't know what's happened in my life. You don't know if maybe when I was a kid, somebody put a bag over my head and assaulted me, and now I can't put a mask on my face. Mm. You don't know. I mean, that's not what happened to me. But I'm just no. saying, the 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 way that people talk to each other now is like they make these assumptions. Well, you're not wearing a mask because you're a jerk, not because maybe you can't, right? Mm. And who the hell are you to tell somebody to put a mask on? It's not your place. You know what I mean? But everybody's a martyr in, in uh, Niagara, right? Hmm. They're holier than thou. And, uh, you know, it just occurs for me yeah. while we're talking that, you know, some people wear <laughs> face coverings because of their religion. It's perfectly I, acceptable. Nobody's telling them to take their mask down or their burqa yeah. or whatever you call it. Uh, it c- could be just as, as acceptable, you would think. To have someone say no i don't believe in that and in fact it's against my religion i i know it's a stretch to say that but it's not a yeah. stretch when you talk about the vaccine because some people are adamantly opposed to using something that's got the dna of an aborted fetus in it you know that they've yeah. replicated and cultured from 1970s or whatever it's the same yeah. it's the same stuff that they've you know carried on but you know for that reason you know, that's a religious, and that should be an acceptable reason to not take the jab Absolutely. if you don't want it. I don't believe in it because there's a DNA of aborted fetuses in there. I just don't, I'm not down with abortion. It's against my religion. I won't get that yeah. jab. You know, but yeah. nobody's, nobody's saying, oh, good for you. Way to go. Right. You know, you're a coward or you don't care about other people, really, is what it That's what happens, to. right? You don't care about other people. It's got nothing to do with you're not allowed to have any decisions on what takes place within your body 
Or you'll get those other people that say, okay, yeah, well, if they don't want to get the vaccine, well, then they shouldn't be able to go to the hospital if they get sick, right? Well, I think those people pay the same taxes that you pay, and that money goes towards their health care. And if they choose not to get a vaccine, well, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, they should be able to go to the hospital because they're paying for it with their tax dollars. So if they don't want to have a vaccine injected into their body that's their right it's their body and if you're afraid of that get vaccinated yourself so you're protected but with this covid vaccine apparently that doesn't work you know you get vaccinated to protect yourself but you can still get it and you can still spread it Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to me in terms of vaccination there's so much of this that hasn't made sense including the fact that you're in a part of the world that is known as a autocracy, I guess. A, 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 what yeah, would you call it? The last I mean, dictatorship, apparently. Yeah, I mean, um, we're, you know, power is concentrated in one individual at the top. You know, they yeah. don't have fair and free elections that I know of or judicial system might, do, you know. Do they have that in the States? <laughs> do they have Great that in point. Canada? If we, get the, if we get paper mail-in ballots in Canada, I'm telling right. you, the liberals will be like, in power forever. It like it's so horrible, but like where where is... Okay, so Trump apparently bought his way in. Right. Um, and then, well, no, there's no way the election could have been stolen from him. You know what I mean? But when he got in, oh, he, it was, you know, it was fake. Yeah. All the ballots were fake. But when he lost, oh, no, there was no way that that is even possible. He lost that election. Whether he did or not, you always have one side saying, mm-hmm. hey, no, no. And the other side saying, oh, yeah, for sure. Right? Everything, it's politics. Politics is corrupt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just made it seem nice and shiny in eastern or the you know it's so much worse over there you have a president in belus you have a president in the united states what's the difference there's one guy running the show Mm -hmm. i think it's pretty similar what do you find culturally is there any differences between what you can do get away with there what's acceptable by contrast to the cultures from what might be tolerable or acceptable in north america or canada you get to really watch what you mentioned you know the respecting of the culture you're a new you're, you're an immigrant there and being not being all cheerleading and whatever you know being yeah. more uh, laid back as far yeah. as understanding the people but do, yeah. do you is there anything that you got to kind of pay attention to and watch that you're telling the kids or that you're aware of um well from what we were told don't wear red and white really yeah together red and white together because okay. that's the um the colors of the uh, resistance or the you know the anti-group hmm. i guess you can get a ticket i don't know i'm not 100 percent on that but okay. apparently, yeah it's not not a good idea so you just don't wear red and white okay you know simple as long as you're not a douchebag and you're following the rules, life is good. 
you know, so, same as in, you're in Canada. As long as you're not robbing someone or beating someone up or doing something technically against the law, then you've got nothing to worry about. Wow, man, it's uh, it, it's it, I think it's hard for us to wrap our head around because we're like, man, it seems like such a backward country, and then you go, well, you know what? Canada's been sliding backward for decades. Let, you know? let me share a story with you. And you tell me what's more backwards. All right. Okay. So we fly in to uh, Minsk. The guy we know picks us up, brings us to our B&B. We've got some struggles getting in. Uh, we finally make our way into the B&B. It's nighttime. Everybody's exhausted. We go to sleep, wake up the next morning, and there's no food, and there's no milk or juice or water. Uh, the fridge is empty, obviously, because it's a B&B. And uh, I got two kids and a wife, and I got to feed these people, and I don't speak the language, and I don't know where the hell I am. So I have to leave my room and leave the uh, apartment building and figure out where the heck I'm going to get some food. And I can't read the signs because uh, it's not in English. So I... Uh, look across the street and I see a, a building and it looks like a picture of vegetables on the wall. So I walk across the street and I meet this gentleman named Eisen. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to use my phone with Google Translate and uh, you know I'm showing him my phone. Do you sell food here? Wow. And he, he speaks English. So it's like, Yes, he said, oh, yes, okay, come on in. He opens up his place. It wasn't even open yet. He opened it up for me, and he starts grabbing food, right? Oh, you're new here. You know, what do you need? Okay, here's some milk. Here's this, here's that. He puts together some food for me, and I go to pay with my credit card. And he's like, oh, no, uh, I, I only can take cash here. So I'm like, okay, uh, I'll leave the food. Can you point me to a bank, and I'll, I'll come back with some money. And he goes... No, no, take it. Just come back and give me the money tomorrow. Wow. And I'm like, what? this is in a city of 2 million people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That wouldn't even happen in St. Catharines. No. I just met this person. <laughs> wow. This guy does not know me from a hole in the wall. And he, take it. Take the food. You got to go feed your family. Go take it. Just come back and give me the money tomorrow. Wow. You tell me what's more backwards. Wow, that sounds like the old days, man. Yeah, man. 100%. Hmm. We, bought, uh, we bought some uh, carpets for our apartment. The guy came, he dropped off three carpets, and then he just left them there. He's like, yeah, try them out, see which one you like, and then when you figure out which one you want, call me, I'll come pick up the other two, and then you can pay me that. Okay. Can you imagine? Like, I feel like it's 1970 here. Wow. You know what I mean? Walking the streets at night, my wife says she's never felt more safe walking the streets alone at night here. <laughs> it's it's just, it's, it's different, man. It is different. <laughs> very different so what type of regulations do they have around the virus there's no masking what, what 
how are they approaching the treatment of it? Is there any alternative medicines that are if, allowing? Uh, like, if you want the vaccine, you yeah. get the vaccine. Okay. You got all all uh, the all the brands there, or is it when one you're one? in when you're in the grocery store, you go and do your shopping, and then when you go to pay, depending on the store you're in, you got to put a mask on, just to pay, and okay. then you can take the mask right off. Okay. It's really strange. Hmm. Um, some of the restaurants, the staff will be wearing masks, but they have it under their chin. Okay. So it's like the boss is telling, okay, put the mask on, but then they just, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's going from ear under chin to, to ear. And when you're in the really nice restaurants, nobody's wearing masks. Um, anything that has anything to do with like a North American sort of chain, they're following more North American. Really? rules okay right um we were looking at um a private school for our kids um one that was english so there was an american uh private school um here and um everybody all the students wearing masks so we're like nope we're not doing that school so we found another one um that's uh german and russian and english so um yeah kids no masks it's uh you do what you want to do here if you want to wear a mask you wear a mask Mm -hmm. if you don't want to wear a mask you don't wear a mask and if you are wearing a mask nobody says anything to you and if you're not wearing a mask nobody says anything to you Mm -hmm. so you know it's all about your choice how are the kids adjusting uh well you know usually it takes about three months right for someone to break old habits and get into new habits. Right. And uh, so we're in that third month and the homesickness has kind of started and, uh, you know, the stress and that sort of thing. But they're adjusting. They're adjusting really well. And we've got uh, a lot of, we've got them in a school where there's a couple of really, really good teachers and uh, they're very understanding. And hmm. the kids are now starting to pick up some Russian and, you know, it's good. It's good. Change is good, and it's it makes you stronger. Yeah, it makes well, you stronger. If nothing else, it's a uh, an experience, a life experience, man. It's a whole different culture, and like you say, you know, six months from now, you might be in a different location. You don't know that. I know you have a really yeah. strong connect in Dominican Republic, and uh, yeah, and oh, man, I spoke to her yesterday, and you should see her face. She can't believe where she is. That the life. I'm yeah. like, look at you. You're in Scarface's mansion. She goes, <laughs> yeah. And I know what she paid for it. It's yeah. it's unbelievable. Like, and she's got an it apartment really... upstairs, like a, a bachelor flat with a you know yeah. that she could make pretty you know sustainable for someone to come down there. And yeah. she, her connects are like you know what she's like. She just connects like crazy and. She's like, yeah. you know what? You'd love it down. And the only time I've been off the plant, uh, the continent was to DR. I went to Sasua where she landed. And yeah. uh, outside of the brown sand, it was like my brother Billy said to me, do you not remember like coming home? You didn't want to come home. You were getting married 
to some Venezuelan <laughs> girl down there or something, and <laughs> you love the Dominican women, Haitian women, not so much. I like the Dominican women because they're like an African-Spanish cross, and they're like yeah. thin features and just like princess-looking goddesses, you know, gorgeous. And he said, do, do you not remember like getting the uh, – the language tapes when you got home like you were going down there for good and i said oh yeah, yeah. geez how, how long did that take to wear off well i mean we were all together yeah. down with travis gillen and emily and the whole remax crew there was 15 of us we had a riot and i was driving yeah. enduro through the streets no helmet and whatever but you know we're on yeah. a resort and close in a in a tourist town but uh, yeah, she, you should see her face, man. She's just, she can't even believe she's there. And the people she's meeting is unbelievable. Yeah. And then uh, I got a, a strong connect for you in Florida. I'm sure you got your own, but uh, I got a paisan of yours down there. So lame brain, I call him. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Yeah, I hope you know, everything. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's when, you, when you get out and then you kind of start to settle in that you start thinking, Holy, I was killing myself to give half of everything I made back to the government so they could do what they wanted with it. And I didn't always agree with it. And then I'm like, why, why did I do that? Like I was killing myself working crazy hours to try and make ends meet and try and you know build something for my family. And it just seemed like the more you make, the more they take. And then you move out of that situation and it's like, Holy life is very different. <laughs> it's not quite the I same. I got so much money in my pocket. What's up I with this? I don't feel so stressed. <laughs> I don't understand this. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. You know? And uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, so life is different. Tell me, have you severed your ties here? I don't get as personal as you want, but did you dump the house and the business? And you got any ties left here financially or Biz with Yeah, business is gone. Yeah. Uh, we sold that off. Nice. House is for sale. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. How long you had Where the house up? New chapter. New chapter. No shit. How long you had the house on the market? Uh, about a month now. Yeah. Wow. It must have slowed down because everything was just hitting the market yeah. and multiple offers right away. I heard it kind of, it, it flattened out a little bit. So yeah, it depends on what price range you're in. Price range you're in, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, where we're at with our property, it's, they tend to move a little slower naturally. So, mm -hmm. um, whatever. We're good. Cool. We're good. And, and it, uh, ultimately, you know, if, if we don't sell it, We've been talking about renting it too. You know, we, we don't mm -hmm. know. We're just kind of. Well, the rental market's fire here too now. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's We're huge. We're just focusing on, on chilling out and trying to unwind and, and just recover from the absolute insanity of the last two years, right? So mm -hmm. every day we get another idea and a new idea. And, you know, we'll just kind of figure it out. Cool, man. Any realizations after you get away from the culture and into another one? You have any like epiphanies on what's truly important? I mean, I think you left Canada, you know, specifically in the Niagara region because it was toxic directly against you. you were targeted by Grand Laflesh over and over and over. Alicia, same thing. Shandor, same thing. Myself included. I mean, uh, like yeah. the things they print, it's just ridiculous. I don't know what yeah. Q. Q is all about I'm not a conspiracy yeah. theorist I think for myself yeah. and whatever a year ago um, that wasn't so popular and now yeah. I have a lot of mutual friends that go dude could keep just keep doing it man keep inter doing interviews like this 
yeah. you know, and whatnot. So I'm getting a little bit more support than I got a year, even two years ago with, you know, I've been getting steady bad press. But I just wonder now that you've removed yourself from our democratic socialist <laughs> government here <laughs> and now you're in a weirder spot you know with uh, a dictator pretty much in power i wonder if you now yeah. that you're removed from it and everything's kind of settling down are you going well shit at least i got i'm not stressed out anymore that's good i got some more money in my pocket yeah. than i ever thought i'm not actually worried about paying the bills as much as i was when i was strapped to a business and busting my ass with overtime and and trying to make yeah. a way with it i just wonder now that you're kind of settled are you going oh yeah well at least this is different here <laughs> yeah um you know what i i've uh i've always uh, admired the um uh, the lifestyle uh, uh the european lifestyle you know uh work to live not live to work mm -hmm. um North American lifestyle is very, very, um, you know, you got to have more and more and more and more and more and work and work and work and work. Mm -hmm. and that's fine. You know what? I did it. Did it for a lot of years. Uh, work like a maniac. Not a problem. Um, but the world passes you by, you know, and uh, you keep putting life experiences on the back burner because you need to make more money. You know, and I think um, since all of this has happened, my focus has been more on my children and um, just experiencing life now, you know, hmm. uh, taking it in, figuring it out. Hmm. I don't feel that uh, need to try and kill myself every day. I still get itchy, you know, I still want to get back into doing something because it's been three months now and mm -hmm. we're still kind of figuring out what we're going to do. But yeah, and that North American part still chomps at the bit. Man, get back to work, do something, <laughs> you know, get back at it. But uh, yeah, no, I, I I appreciate everything that I got. I'm, I'm a very, very blessed man. Uh, my wife is absolutely amazing. I couldn't have done any of this without her. Where's she at um, today? I expect her to be with you today. What happened? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> she took okay. a break. Okay, She's cool. like, I don't know. All right, cool. I don't want to offend Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool. She but, knows uh, herself. You know what I mean? She knows. Yeah. She's she's still pissed off about everything that's going on over there, and mm -hmm. she just tear another strip off of everybody. So mm -hmm. she's like, I'm bowing out this time. Cool. I appreciate that. So that's why um, it's going to be a boring interview this time. Oh, you're all good, man. Uh, just tell me a little bit on the way out. I got you almost an hour now. So um, tell me about your friends and family back home. How are they taking it? Because, you know, it's strange. You really get to know who your friends and family are because some people get pissed off. You know, like my buddy just moved to Nova Scotia, sold everything. Uh, yeah. give the business to his partner or separated with his partner and his partner's a good friend of mine as well. He's so angry that, the, you know, it's like, a, well, these guys were like, you know what it's like when you see your partner more than you see your wife. It's like a marriage because yeah. it's a business relationship and he's full on Italian, uh, like old yeah. school Italian. And he's not yeah. the easiest guy to get along with. A great guy, but he was pissed. And I yeah. like I'm helping Scotty for days and days. We We just loaded the trailer and he drove across the country and he's. You know, and two days later, he's in his new place in a new province out in the woods and everything. And I'm, 
I'm thrilled for him. I see yeah. Alicia's face yesterday on WhatsApp, and she, like the smile is off her face. Her kids good. Yeah. They're in a different. Co- I know they only been there a couple of days, but like she is a she's a new woman, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, and I know that she experienced a little bit of that too. It's like, what do you mean you're leaving? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't owe you shit, really. Like, if you're a friend yeah. of mine, you'll support me. So I just wonder about mom and dad on both sides back home and some of the good old school friends that are that are hurt that you're gone. You know what I mean? You know what? Um, the last five years, I've been making a lot of changes in my life. Okay. You know, getting married, becoming a father. So my focus really hasn't been on uh, hanging out, right. you know, partying and, and that stuff. So... You know, I grew up with the same guys from elementary school yeah. until five years ago, basically. Oh, really? Eh? And then, you know, things started kind of separating because, you know, they'd be like, well, come over or we're having a party. We're having a get together. Yeah. You know, I got babies. And it's like, mm-hmm. I got work. I got babies. You know, I got a new business. I got a lot of shit going on. I don't have time for this right now. I try and reach out and touch base every now and again, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, through all that, all the uh, protesting and fighting the government and trying to keep my business open against the lockdowns and stuff, I really didn't get any support. I didn't get anybody reaching out. Uh, hmm. it, you know, it is what it is. And then um, that's it. You know what I mean? So I didn't tell anybody I was leaving. I didn't talk to anybody. It was like, we're gone. And uh, that was it. That was it. So I really haven't talked to anybody. Hmm. New chapter, man. Yeah, baby. Well, I'm proud of you, man. I hope everything works out. And I'm glad to see that you're experiencing some new culture and that uh, the kids are getting into the new school and that you don't have to put a mask on them. Because, you know, I I had Shandor on here uh, two days ago. And we did two hours almost just pulling up his political t- cartoons and talking about them. So yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. you were the star of any of his political cartoons, but I made a couple of them regarding Laura. Awesome. Yes. And, and we, we had a blast, but I realized when <clears> I'm talking <throat> to Shandor that a year ago I interviewed him after the scraping of the things and everyone thought, yeah. Oh yeah, this guy's a, a, <laughs> a loser. You know, he's got nothing going on for him, yeah. but he's a video game designer. He's well versed in that. He took broadcasting or journalism or something as well, I think. And, and then, uh, he's this talented, like off the charts, talented cartoonist, like in yeah. his, like, I don't have to give him any humor. Like he's got his own sense of humor as well. And the yeah. pictures and the art, and he just became obsessed with it. He said, I put it away. I'm done. I'm taking a break. Because he went on a few months there when he was just yeah. obsessed with drawing, right? And that stuff takes a long time. So um, I realized sitting, well, I realized this before, but I acknowledged to him in, in the interview the other day is when I went out and met, his son is absolutely perfect. Okay, he's a year and three months old now. But at the time, he was about, I don't know, six months or something, seven months or something. He, was, he wasn't even, yeah, he was coming up on a year old, just perfect and he said jimmy my son's eight months old by the time this lock this mask mandate ends he'll be a year and a half old and he will have not experienced a human expression in public 
the only right. people's faces that he will see me and my wife and our parents. That's it. And, you know, the kid was gooing and God, kids love me and he's spitting all over me. And I was, you know, I went to like early on in this lockdown, I went to my neighbor's place. And I go, hey, I met your mom. I didn't even worry. I shook everyone's hand. I didn't even think twice about yeah. this. You know what I mean? But I realized yeah. that so much of my inspiration and so much of what I'm doing now and so much of my passion comes from that one kid because he yeah. represents all of the kids. And when yeah. I see a two-year-old at the fish and chip place like I did last year and this grubby kind of guy who had him in a stroller, you could tell he wasn't well off. He didn't have a car. He pushed his kid there in the stroller. He was two, and he was eyeing me down. I, I give the kids a hard time. I'm like, you want to go? What are you looking at, kid? You want to go with me? You want to fight? <laughs> you know, like, let's go, you and me. And his father starts laughing, eh? And he puts the mask on this kid, and he goes, uh, I might as well get him used to it now because he's going to be wearing this thing for a long time, and my heart broke. I couldn't say anything. Yeah. I'm not going to engage the guy and tell him anything. Yeah. It's your kid. You do what you want, but my heart broke, and... And I find that that's, I don't have any children. I look after them at church a couple times a month for the, I got a senior K or pre-K or whatever. They're, uh, they're three to six, three to five years old. That's my age range. I love them yeah. at that age because they're still, yeah, 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 yeah. you don't have to worry about their neck, their head falling off their neck. Like, you know, like once they can yeah. hold their neck up, I'm good. But I like them when they get into that year, year and a half where they're almost talking and then they're walking and they're saying things. A two is kind of my sweet spot, but no, I love them. And I just feel like somebody's got to stand up for them, even if it's in an indirect way yeah. by convincing their parents to go shopping without the mask. It's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I went with a buddy a couple of times and he forgot his mask and I was over with another guy, a musician in Niagara Falls. He goes, well, I'm not wearing my mask in there with you. I go, good. <laughs> you know, we were just going into Niagara Falls super fresh or whatever to get beer, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I go, good. <laughs> It'll be fine, bro. It'll be fine. So even if it's just in an indirect way of trying to convince some of their parents to not wear the mask, maybe it'll rub off. But man, when I see them putting masks on kids, my, my heart just breaks. And, uh, yeah, that's why I think we're doing all of this, man. You know, yes, we sir. can talk about liberty and freedom, but it's the kids. For yeah. me, it's the kids. We got mental health issues. We got a transgender epidemic with our, you know, our teenage girls. Something's not right. And we're doing something wrong. And I think it's fatherlessness, to be honest with you, especially in the states and the black community. We, we, you take the father out of the home. What do you expect's going to happen? It's like Nietzsche, when he was lamenting about we killed God. He wasn't celebrating it. And he did right. predict we were going to have a, a very bloody century after we did that. And we did. The bloodiest century yeah. of our history almost. And so what do you think he, What do you think happens when you pull the foundations out, out from underneath a successful society? Uh, talking about Western culture anyways. The yeah. ge, uh, ge, um, what do they call it? Geo-Christian? Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think that... Uh, you know, it's all about the kids for me anyways. That's where my inspiration is. Like, it, yeah. it, you know, it's, yeah, it's liberties and it's, yeah, my my taxes. I'm paying too much taxes. But I think bo bottom line, it comes down to, like, I want my kids to be free. I, I, I would never, never put a mask on my child. Ain't going to happen. Hmm. 
nothing can happen. They've tried. They've tried going to the stores. Be, you know, your daughter's old enough. She should be wearing a mask. I'm like, nope, ain't going to happen. Mm. I'll go somewhere else. I'm either coming in here or I'm going to go somewhere else. You want my money? She's not wearing a mask. No. Oh, God what really you. started bothering me was when my son started saying, where's your mask, daddy? He's like, you need your mask? Where's your mask? As soon as I started hearing him talking about a mask, I'm like, so we got to go. Got to get out of here. <laughs> Uh, the yeah, same yeah. guy that moved out uh, out east to Nova Scotia called me a few months ago and says, "Jimmy, I can't. I gotta tell. I have no one else I can call to tell this to because they won't get it." I go, "What's up, bro? I thought it was something important." He goes, "I just put my mask on to walk into my own house." What? <laughs> <laughs> He's so. He says it's so habitual. I opened the door, like I actually used my key to open my front door. I put my mask up to walk in and he called me right away. Uh, You're never gonna believe this. I go, well, that's one thing that they haven't got me tricked into. That thing yeah. of, of being a habitual follower, you know what I mean? I understand the, the people that just wear it to just um, get around the uh, interactions with people, like cause people, but I haven't had too they're, many they're people. The people that are causing the problem people that aren't wearing it because oh, you know I don't want to deal with it or oh, I don't want to deal with it you know what all those people that don't want to deal with it that's why we got into this mess mm, because amen. if they would have just dealt with it and didn't put a mask on you wouldn't have everybody with masks on their faces people are so scared to stand up for what they think mm-hmm. that they'll just go along with it because it's easier just to blend in they don't want to make waves. I did it at the beginning I didn't want to deal with it I don't want to deal with it I don't want to deal with it and then as soon as my kids started talking about masks, I'm like, that's it. I'm done. Dude, you know what? I'm glad you said that in the beginning because I just, I haven't been watching Rogan all that much lately, even though I do have a Spotify account. Uh, it, just the fact that it's not easy to watch on YouTube, I just don't watch him anymore. But I, who was he on with? Oh, I went back and watched Kyle Dunnigan. Kyle mm. Dunnigan's like off, this, off the chart talented and funny. He's a comedian. And uh, so I watched an old video of his and... Uh, it was after COVID, and Rogan was saying, because I was, there was a point, in t- I can't tell you how long this was, I saw a lung cut open at some point, and I saw a guy on his deathbed, and I saw this news report, and I remember going, holy, f- oh, wow, this shit is serious. I don't want that. And I don't know how long I was really worried for. But it wasn't yeah. a very long period of time. But Rogan said the same thing. In the beginning, I was legitimately scared. Like, they had me fearing for my actual life. Like, I think if I get this, there's a chance I might not make it. And, yeah. you know, I've said this in multiple shows before. That, I'll, you know, I said this a few months ago. I'll give, a, I'll give the sheep another year until they are unable to look back at their personal life experience with this flu and all the masking and once the impacts start landing and all this kind of stuff i'll give them another year until they're unable to look back and go why did we do all this like it has zero impact on my life i hardly know anyone that died or was sick from it you know i followed the rules nothing's happened we went through three lockdowns it didn't work the vaccines are maybe part of the solution i don't know but yeah, I just find myself saying, you know, I, my heart breaks for those people that just comply 
And that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, I end every show by saying, just take it off, man. It'll be okay. I remember a, a buddy yeah. going, he came back to the car. We're going to a liquor store. And this is the liquor store that I go to all the time, and they're cool. Fairview, not so much. As soon as you walk into Fairview, you hear over them, uh, all staff shields and glasses on, please. All staff shields and glasses. That's because I walked into the store. You hear it over time. Like, and then one girl refused me service one time, so I had to go to Fourth Avenue or whatever because mine was closed. Yeah. So we're going, and I go, bro. He comes back to the car. He goes, I don't suppose you got a mask, do you? I go, you're, you're kidding, right? You think I carry them in my, you think I got a blue one in my, like, in my glove box? No, I don't have a mask. I go, bro, it's going to be okay. Just, yeah. just go. <laughs> Keep your yeah. distance, like, whatever, you know? And so, and so he did. I, but I was at, um, I, I wore it into the beer store, and as soon as I walk in, the guy's like, you got a mask? And I'm like, yep. Yeah, I put it up like this and went out, took it down, yeah. up and down, up and down, up and down. So I'm standing 10 feet away from this guy. He's behind plexiglass. He's vaccinated and masked, and he's worried about me over here. Yeah. 10 feet away. Guess what? He takes my money. Yeah. Well, if I'm infected, you're infected now, dummy. What? Yeah. Why didn't they outlaw cash? Like, so we go through all That's of this nice. stuff, but you're going to touch all my groceries. Yeah, but you, but I have to stand behind the screen when I tap my debit card because I'm I'm yeah. over here in the pub. You know it, that's where you, the infection takes place. Like it's just it, right, of it's course. Insanity. That piece of plastic is going to save you, right? <laughs> that piece of plastic is going to save you. That's why when you sit down and you think critically, and when you look at things with a logical mindset, it's not logical. None of the stuff that we're doing, it's all for show. That piece of plastic is going to protect the cashier after you've taken all the groceries that you touched with your hands, put them on the conveyor belt. She's now touched them, put them up, and you. Come on, man. Dude, uh, it's, if you go to Rombies, just, I, haven't, I haven't been in Rombies since they reopened, but the last time I was there when they were reopened, they had uh, at the bar, they had plastic. Uh, like flexible not the hard plexiglass but plastic right. sheets hanging down in like little cubicles where you could sit at dude you know i miss sitting at the bar i don't even yeah. go to a bar that much but when i go to one you know i got my spot at the match i got my spot wherever i drink right that's my yeah. spot that's where i hang out right yeah so anyway a uh, buddy i had uh nasty nate on from you know rick from niagara falls he played nasty nate and half baked i had him in the other day and interviewed him yeah and we spent some time and ate and and then we went he says how much he's working on something he thinks we might partner on so he says i want you to check out this bar so we went to the cavern in welland i've been hearing a lot about the cavern whatever because it's across from pupos right down where i went to high school right. for grade 11 and 12 welland high nothing like they got a big patio. There's no plastic sheets up there. Their bathrooms are open. Their bartender wasn't wearing a mask. The one young girl, Maddie, was wearing her mask. I'm like, Maddie, you should sue the government. Here, I gotta get a couple drinks of me. I get friendly, right? I'm like, Maddie, I got a lawsuit for you. You should sue the government for infringing on your tips because you're not making the tips you should be covering in your face. You take that that thing off your face, you make better tips. I know, and you should uh, you should sue. And she said, ah, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, I'm, so I'm sitting at the bar. I'm watching the Olympics on the TV. Yeah. I got I got a beer in front of me. No one's wearing a mask anywhere. And dude, I'm like, this is 
how am I impressed by this? How is this a remarkable situation that Jimmy Fannin sitting alone at a bar feeling comfortable like there's no problems? Because there isn't any. There's no problems. No yeah. COVID in here. We like yeah. we got zero cases in Niagara. Anyways, yeah. I tweeted it out. I didn't say where I was, but one right. guy said, one guy found me in the draft tab, reflected. He says, "I see you." Right. And I'm trying to figure out where you were, and then I zoomed in real close to the the POS is in the background, and yeah. there was the cavern on it. So I blew my cover, but uh. yeah. And I think there, it's just like you said, we got a mask, wear it around our chin. If somebody objects to me serving them without it, then I'll pull it up. But you know, for the most part, the waitresses are working outside, anyways. But uh, it's just what a strange feeling to be going. I'm sitting in a bar, at the bar. Remarkable. How is that remarkable? Yeah. Like, it's just now how imagine, far have we come? <laughs> imagine being a con- in a country where nobody's wearing it, and you're just walking around, and life is normal, and you're standing beside people, and you don't have to wait in line to go to a grocery store, and you just go and you buy what you want, and you walk out, and <laughs> you're walking beside people on the street, and then you want to go to a restaurant, you go. And there's none of this nonsense. And you're just living life like you should be. Dude, there's nothing like it. Well, I'm telling you. It sounds like Florida or Texas to me. Yeah, only the language is a little different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love you, brother. Stay safe. I'm not even going to say that anymore. Stay safe. It's so overblown. I started saying that early in the pandemic, like, because I actually thought there was a chance that you could go out there and get infected and die. Like, I might not see my favorite girl at the checkout anymore. I do have a favorite girl at checkout. Every time, now she's wearing the shield and the mask, and she's cute. I think she's probably Filipino or something like that. And she, I don't know how she knows me, but when she sees me four rows over, she's like, Fannin! It's the same call every time. She never calls me Jim. I was like a bunch of girls that do that. And uh, I I had to ask her one day. I said, am I hitting on a married woman every time I come in here? And she goes, yeah. I'm like, okay. Because she doesn't want to ring, right? But anyway, when the master coming on, she's like, "Uh, no no mask, Fannin? I'm like, you ever seen me in a mask? No, I don't do the mask. You know, but... uh, Anyways, I love you, brother. I hope that everything uh, works change out it, well. Change it to you? stay sane. Stay sane. No, stay sane. Stay sane. Stay, oh, yeah, stay, don't. Stay. Yeah, yeah, stay <laughs> sane. Well, I, I feel like um, defy is not a good way to say see you later. Don't comply. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> Remember, defy, don't comply. <laughs> Bye-bye. Defy, don't comply. You jackasses. <laughs> Give my best to Lisa, man, and uh, I appreciate Will the time. Do. I'm glad to see your face and hear that you're doing all right. And uh, maybe yeah, we'll man, uh, once times. once the kids get grown up and settled, maybe we'll do a, like a family version. That'd be fun. Sounds good, man. <laughs> all right, brother. We'll Take talk care soon, of yourself, man. Buddy. All right. Peace. We'll talk soon. Peace. Yeah, man. Well, that's how you do that. That is Dennis. Costantini. Costantini, not Constantini. I went to school with. What was it? Uh, what was her name? Annette? No. Antoinella. Costantini. 
So that's part two. Uh, for requisites on Twitch, uh, we're talking to a man from Canada that was a hairdresser at a salon called Evolution, which he's since sold, that got caught up in um, supporting a protest, an anti-lockdown protest, caught up. He helped organize it to some extent, I suppose. He was charged multiple times. Uh, defamed in the media by many different reporters, but specifically one. And when the cops came to the house, which he mentioned earlier in this interview, to serve him, he thought, what's next? I'm going to get taken away to jail in handcuffs in front of my family. That's not going to happen. So he, at the, the suggestion of his wife, Lisa, who did all the research and who gets credit all the time for being the brains behind the operation and the and the rock the foundation of this man's uh universe uh she did the um research and came up with belarus as a place that seemed pretty tolerant to people that didn't want to mask didn't want to lock down and didn't want to get a shot so he moved he sold it all he sold the business his house is on the market right now um and he relocated his entire family from Niagara, which is in Ontario, just down the street from Niagara Falls. He was in St. Catharines, to Belarus, a former Soviet territory, as far as I understand it. And not, not the place that you would expect someone to escape to to get more freedom. So what kind of dichotomy is that? What, like, how far has Canada fallen if you're going to Belarus to exercise more freedom. <laughs> I don't know, but that was part two. Um, <laughs> I kind of miss having, not having Lisa on because she's fire, but we got shut down on YouTube last time, all right? And we may get shut down this time as well. I don't know what we said or who said it or whatever, but we were very passionate in the last broadcast. And nothing wrong with passion, but I wanted to take a different angle. I wanted to find out a little bit more about why Belarus and what the culture is like and what the impact was on the kids and maybe some of his friends and stuff like that. So Dennis is always accessible, and uh, I appreciate uh, the time. So I hope you guys do well. Share it if you like it. If you hate it, you can come on down in the comment section and tell us why or just that you hate it. Hola, how are you? What are you talking about? What do you mean escape from Canada? Oh, requits. Requits, not requisites. Belarus, cool, yes. Chips and gravy again. You're going to have to go to America. You don't possess freedom in Canada just like Australians. True that. There's other places you can go other than America. Dominican, anyone? Oh, what else? Kiwi, what up? Beautiful words. Thank you for that. I think I already typed back to you. Good luck, sir. He seems honest and very simple. He, you guys can probably read this because the system does propagate, propagate throughout. So that's that. Escape from Canada, part two with Dennis and uh, Dennis Costantini. Peace, love, hug your neighbor. Take that mask off. Go on with your life 
like you used to, you can be careful. You can wash your hands. You can be careful touching common surfaces like doorknobs and escalator banisters and elevator buttons and toilet flushing knobs. You can do all that and still hug your loved ones. Maybe you're not kissing them on the lips. I get it. I haven't kissed my dad on the lips for a year now. I'm fine. It's cool. The last two times ago, I hugged him when I left. This time I said, can I get a hug? He put out his fist. (laughs) (laughs) He got a fist bump from the kid. (laughs) Sorry, Pops. I don't talk about you on the show that much. But anyway, take that mask off. I love you. I am 